Hey everybody, this is Cindy Fish. You are listening to the At His Feet podcast. I want to invite you today to set aside your whirlwind of busyness and mental to-do list to have a seat beside me at the feet of Jesus. Now let's pursue Him together. Thank you for listening. Hello, welcome to episode 19. Today we'll talk about Mary, the mother of Jesus, and um, what trait that she had that we should take on ourselves and what we should strive for um, to be like her in a couple of areas. Um, Today I am in Odessa, Texas. We've been here off and on. We've, we've, we stayed for a while and then we left and then we've been back for a couple of weeks. So no, we have not moved here. <laughs> we just keep going back. But we leave tomorrow. And tomorrow also we're taking Ezra and Abby to Disney on Ice um, on the way home. And so we're excited about that. We were um, going to go to Disney World this month, but some of our schedule got changed around and it's just not going to work out. So so we're not going, but we had to find some kind of a substitute. And Ezra's really excited about it, and so we're looking forward to it too. I'm just going to go ahead and get into the episode today. So, in talking about Mary, uh, the mother of Jesus, there is so much that could be said. Um, I'll just share what I have seen as I've been reading over the story of Jesus' birth, and then also I've been reading um, some of the Old Testament foreshadowing which I think is so cool. It's so amazing to me how the Word of God just is all intertwined. It all goes together. I don't understand how anyone can deny that it is authentic, you know, just because it is so, it proves itself over and over, and it all links together in so many ways, and it's so cool to me. So Mary's life and even her role in the history of salvation for us is foreshadowed in the Old Testament, and um, then the events of her life are recorded in the New Testament. And, you know, you might not think that you hear from her very much in Scripture, but as I go through, there really are several things that we can see in her life and moments that we can point out that were everyday moments for her, but are teaching moments for us. The prophecy of Isaiah 7 and 14 talks about uh, the virgin mother of Emmanuel. It says, Therefore the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and his name shall be called Emmanuel. Later in Isaiah, uh, Emmanuel is referred to as the the future savior of his people. The prophet foretells um, an extraordinary future sign that a virgin would give birth to a child who would be called God with us, Emmanuel, which is Jesus, right? So Mary's life was significant. We, as apostolics, we don't worship her. We don't pray to her. Uh, we don't put pictures um, or even, you know, little idols or anything of her in our homes. But we can learn from her. And we should. Her story is in there for a reason, and there's a lot we can learn. How fitting for us to talk about her now as Christmas is approaching, though. She was chosen by God, and He chose her with much consideration. He could have chosen any virgin girl from any time period, but He chose this specific girl. She was a chosen vessel by God, and I want to be a chosen vessel, don't you? So surely there's something that we can learn from the little bit that Scripture does tell about her. The first words spoken 
to Mary that we get to read is this. It's from the angel Gabriel. He came and he visits her and he says, Greetings, you who are highly favored. The Lord is with you. I want an angel to come say that to me. Why? Why her? What What made him say that? She was pure. Not only pure as in never having been with a man, but pure in spirit. She lived a life that pleased God. Obviously, that doesn't mean that she was perfect as only one was perfect that ever walked the earth, but it does mean that she strived to live right and she pursued holiness. She pursued righteous living and the Lord was pleased with her. He chose her. He saw something in her that he knew he could use. What I like most about Mary and what I want to point out that I think we should all adopt from her character, whether young, old, male, female, is her willingness. What is willingness? This is what uh, the definition says, the quality or state of being prepared to do something. Readiness. So how can we show that same willingness in our lives? Being prepared to do something or readiness. We prepare. We don't just sit by and wait and say, Lord, I'm willing, but our actions more than our words, can show this to be true about us. When we do have a waiting period, and we've talked about the waiting period before, when we do have these moments where nothing's happening or where we don't know what's next, we can prepare. And I have done that in different seasons. I've thought, I don't know what's next, so God, I'm just going to be ready for anything. And so you start stretching yourself. You start trying new things. You start, you know, extending your prayer time. You start digging into the word more, those kind of things. You prepare, you get ready for whatever that you have to be willing willing to do. A willingness isn't just saying, but it's doing. And so we have to do that. So then later, we're in that same, honestly, the same moment when the angel begins to detail out God's plan for her, you know, and how she's going to have this baby and all these things, you know. She did have questions. You know, she said, how can this be since I've never known a man? It was okay that she had questions. She wasn't um, doubting. She was just saying, okay, how, how does this work? And the angel begins to tell her all these things. And then her response, though, at the end of that plan was this. It says, and Mary said, behold, the handmaid of the Lord, be it unto me according to thy word. And the angel departed from her. She accepted God's plan over hers. She was a willing vessel, and she kept that attitude. Then later, she was instructed to go and meet with Elizabeth. Elizabeth was pregnant with John, and here's the words, though, that Elizabeth said to her. Luke 1 and 45, and she's saying this to Mary about her. Blessed is she who believed that the Lord would fulfill His promises to her. What a great nod to show us that Mary had such great trust in God. And once again, I'll tell you, I'm sure you're tired of hearing it, but you can trust God. He is a promise keeper. And Mary knew this. No matter how complicated the promise, she knew this. She understood that thing. 
I can trust God. So Mary was pure. She trusted God's plans and his promises. And she wasn't just a willing vessel herself. But later, she would teach others to be willing to. How cool is that? Later in Cana, Jesus is now grown. He's an adult and they're at a wedding in Cana and and there was a need. And as Jesus is about to fulfill the need and work a miracle, she turns to the servants and she basically shares what her life story is. And she simply says, whatever he tells you to do, do it. Is that not what she's done her whole life? God, whatever you say, whatever you tell me, I'll do, and I'm willing. And so her instruction to the servants is what allowed the miracle at the wedding where water was turned to wine to even be possible. That's the last written words that we have from Mary is the ones at the wedding in Cana. We don't actually hear from her again. But you know, there's that saying, actions speak louder than words. So Mary practiced this act of willingness over and over through her life. She knew how to respond to God. And so when it was time at that wedding for his earthly ministry to really start and be public, she didn't ask too many questions or tell Jesus it didn't make sense. She actually is the one who came to him with a need. She knew and believed that he was able to meet any need. And then she simply told the servants to respond in the same way that she already had all of her life. It was time for transition, and Mary was a willing vessel that day, just as she had been from the very beginning. Later on, we see that Mary was also willing to follow Jesus. Wherever he led, wherever he went, she was willing to follow. At a moment when it seemed like so many had deserted Jesus, his mother, Mary, was there. And she followed him all the way to the cross. Maybe ask yourself, am I a true follower of the Lord? Am I willing to be faithful to Jesus? No matter the circumstance or the difficulty of what I may be called to endure, you know that hurt, her having to watch this whole process of the crucifixion. Others had walked away and even denied him at this point. But standing by the cross of Jesus, with a few others, was his mother Mary. When Jesus, later, when Jesus departed from earth, he told his disciples and followers, 500 were present. He told them to go and tarry in Jerusalem until they received the Holy Ghost. Luke 24 and 49, And behold, I send the promise of my Father upon you, But tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem until ye be endued with power from on high. Some went, some got distracted, or maybe they didn't obey because it didn't make sense. But scripture specifically says that part of the 120 that made its way to the upper room and waited for God to pour out His Spirit, guess who was part of that? Guess who obeyed? Scripture specifically says The women and Mary were in the upper room. Acts 1 and 14 tells us, says this, These all continued with one accord in prayer and supplication with the women and Mary, the mother of Jesus, and with his brethren. Scripture also says that they all began to speak in tongues. Those that were in the upper room. Mary was a tongue talker. 
Mary was filled with the Holy Ghost. And you know, the writer of Acts, he he knew that words from Mary weren't needed to attach to this instance. As I've said over and over this episode, willingness is portrayed not only by what we say, but even more so by what we do. You know what I love is like every bit of the Christmas story loops back to the infilling of the Holy Ghost. And, and likewise, it's just how, how the plan of God works. It all intertwines and it all works together. Mary was willing from the time the angel came with a promise. Even through the moments following what we can easily say was the greatest heartbreak of her life to watch not only her son, but Emmanuel. God with us, be whipped and mocked and crucified. But while willingness took her to this point of heartbreak, it also took her to unspeakable joy on the day of Pentecost. Us taking hold of willingness might have us walk some lesser traveled roads, but in being willing to follow God wherever He leads, we can also have the testimony of Mary that every moment was worth it. Luke 1 and 45, I'll share that part again. It says, Blessed is she who believed that the Lord would fulfill His promises to her. I know this scripture was regarding the birth of Jesus, but it's easy to see that her belief in God's promises also led her to the upper room that day. She trusted God in her younger years and trusted Him in her old age. And every single time she saw His promises come to pass. You know, the word said, tarry ye in Jerusalem till you receive the promise, another promise that God would fulfill to her. So yes, it's Christmas. Yes, we rejoice in the fact that Jesus came to earth as a baby, helpless and small, born to a lowly family, born in a lowly place. But I also rejoice. I also rejoice not only at Christmas time, but every single day that He gave us all access to Him, not only for the Jews, but also for me as a Gentile. And I encourage you, set your eyes on Jesus this Christmas season. There are so many things pulling for our attention, but it is really all about Him anyway. So draw near to God. Make time in the middle of your busy holiday schedule for what's most important. The baby who was born in a manger, unassuming, lowly, and meek, yet he's this mighty conquering king. The one who, after his crucifixion, conquered death in hell. He holds all power. The most wonderful part to me is that in all of his power and might, When he spoke of his death that would come, he said these words to his followers, John 14, 18, and 19, I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. Yet a little while, and the world seeth me no more, but ye see me. And because I live, ye shall also live. These words apply to us today in this very season. He said he wouldn't leave us comfortless regardless of what this month or even this year has looked like for you, His promise is that He wouldn't leave us all by ourselves. He said, I will not leave you comfortless. I will come to you. Later in that same chapter, that's uh, John chapter 14. This is verse 26. So just a few verses later, but the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, He shall teach you all things And bring all things to your remembrance, whatsoever I have said unto you. 
when we are filled with the Holy Ghost, we have access to Jesus as a comforter. What a remedy to stress and questions and worries. And I could get totally caught up in the rest of verse 26, but I want to get back to the previous text. Verse 19 said this in part of it, yet a little while and the world seeth me no more, but ye see me. As it pertains to this season, let's be honest. The world doesn't see Jesus even in the middle of a holiday where we used to celebrate him. Christmas is Santa and elves and gift giving and receiving. It's Christmas lights and Christmas cookie exchanges. It's lavish decorations and holiday parties and on and on. There's nothing wrong with these things. But for so many, Jesus doesn't even make the list. And here, I should probably stop. As we close out the year and begin a new one, let's be like Mary, willing. Even now we can make preparations in our spirit and our schedules to prepare for what's next. That's willingness in action, readiness. Let's be willing in 2021, willing to do anything that God places before us, willing to walk through whatever doors He opens for us, Willing to let go of anything that He asks us to. Just willing. And today, this week, the rest of the month, let's make Jesus priority. Let's choose to see Him in this season in everything. Spread His love. Share the peace or comfort that only He can give you with the world around you. Be blessed. Merry Christmas. Thank you for listening. I'll talk to you next time.